Yes, 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 yes. Back in the house with Misfits on a Mission, Cody. <laughs> and we have another uh, joining us today, Andy Like Candy. <laughs> this is going to be a great chat today. Oh, yeah. King Ricky on the mic today. And uh, y'all introduce yourself. Tell these people who we got on the mic today. Well, uh, my name's Andy. Um, don't really know what to do for an intro. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Yo, give her a hand. <laughs> Yo, come Listen, on, laugh takes, with it. It takes some real courage to get on this podcast <laughs> with this crazy King Ricky over here. Well, um, Andy, like Candy, we so glad. And uh, just yes. go ahead on and take a bow. Take a bow this morning and you're a worthy girl. We're so glad you're with us today. Yeah, so we, we brought uh, Andy on this podcast to just bring a different perspective. Um, you know, she's got some really authentic insight as to, you know, just the things happening in the world and different ways of living. She has a very different lifestyle than than we have, so it's just always great to... What do you mean by lifestyle? Come <laughs> on, let's talk. What, what are you saying? What is, what the makes, way she styles her day, the way she styles us, her food, the way she styles her life. Her food? Lifestyle. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you, Listen. you eat different? You eat funny? Uh, to society's norms? Yes, I guess I do eat funny. Um, I am uh, fully vegan, plant-based, and have been for the past four-plus years. Okay. Um, and it's through that that I've really uh, honed, I guess, my, my morality scale. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I live my life on. Um, okay. You know, all sentient life has its own intrinsic value. And uh, in, in my opinion, that's everything deserves to be valued in that and respected in that way. So that's kind of how I operate. Okay. Uh, well, let me go ahead and go on the testimonial side today for this Andy young lady. Uh, she's in her 20s. I ain't giving no dates of birth to nothing. <laughs> Cody, as you know, she's in her 30s, and I just happen to be in my 60s. And we love in life. Uh, but the reason I bring that up is Andy just cooked for us last week because she's introducing us to this whole lifestyle. You know, we got a lot of myths and things that we think. But let me tell you some listening audience. That food was off the chain. It was good. <laughs> it was good. I thought I was eating meat and potatoes. Yeah. Uh, you I can't. I've never seen so many spices on a tabletop in my entire life. Oh, like yeah. I've never yeah. seen oh. the entire aisle seven of Walmart. Yes. <laughs> in All one, on top of your. your in her bag yeah. that yeah. she brought in from her car. Uh, <laughs> but wonderful. It, it's, uh, you look healthy. And uh, so it must be working as far as uh, what some of the biggest myths about vegan that uh, you find. Well, first, let me tell you what you guys even ate, because you can't just say that it was great and then not explain what it was. Okay, go ahead. Details, (laughs) details, details. Uh, It was uh, biscuits and gravy, and in the gravy was like a mushroom sausage, but plant-based sausage. And then it was roasted potatoes with some peppers and Mm. onions, and at this point, I don't remember what else, but... Uh, it was good. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, and we have, uh, we have pictures. We have pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was really good. She uh, uh, on the road as well. She came in my house, my kitchen, and cooked all of this. Yeah. Uh, pulled out as Cody said, her thirty-five bottles of spices, and and she went for it. But really what, good. But what I love, I think, more than anything, is uh, about our interaction. Is anytime I've ever, you know, had conversations with with people uh, that 
you know, live that vegan lifestyle or have chosen that for themselves is there's always a sense of judgment that because I'm not there, because I have a little bit of a difference of opinion um, in the way that I choose to eat. Or a little bit. A little bit. Okay, yeah, a just bit a little difference. bit. A lot of difference. <laughs> um, you know, she was just sharing her her faith um, in, in the way that she's chosen to live and, and to eat with me. She didn't judge me for not being there. Didn't make me feel like, oh, you know, you're a horrible person if you're not. And, and I think that that's so important. It's, it's the same way with faith. Um, whatever your worldview is, when we share with people so much of a, a lot of the interactions is, oh, well, here's what I believe. And if you don't believe what I believe, you're a horrible person. Instead of just sharing the gospel with people, instead of just sharing, you know, this story and message of hope and of love, which is exactly what she is, hope and yes, love, you know? Yes. The, so I love that our interactions have been pure, that they've been, um, you know, just progressive in a sense of we just want to, you know, understand each other in a greater yes. way. You and I had to open our eyes to her understanding of things yes. um, and extend ourselves in that way. So I think it's the same. No matter what your worldviewer is, no matter what story it is that you're sharing and telling about yourself, I think that it's important that we always do that with an open mind instead of a judgmental one. So what is this? What are we doing? What are we doing here today? This Thursday morning, <laughs> and uh, uh, what, what, tell me what's happening here. Um, well, I think just to kind of extend off of the the last podcast that we did. Um, is we wanted to kind of give an update on Misfits on a Mission. So uh, grateful to report that we had our first one two weeks ago. Yes. Um, and we're going to be doing them every, for now, every other Thursday. Um, you know, if it grows to something, you know, bigger than I had ever anticipated or imagined, we might go weekly. Uh, but, you know, every other week. Um, and the first gathering was amazing. It was, it felt like exactly what it was, a meetup, a misfit meetup. It was just a bunch of people who... You know, aren't these theologians or aren't these people that are well put together? It was just a bunch of uh, people coming so together from do? all kinds of what walks. So what did they do? I mean, I came, so we but, <laughs> you know, I want to hear your story. So we uh, we met up at the back of the studio. So Agape Body Piercings is located downtown. Our beautiful, amazing, um, you know, coming back to vibrancy downtown. Um, we had a couple of tents up. We had some snacks, some drinks. Um, and we just really came together and just shared with each other. Like, wasn't a formality thing. Wasn't about a tradition thing. It was just a bunch of people getting together and just sharing with one another. Um, it started off with a little bit of, like, you know, some encouragement with the word. Um, you know, we kind of, you know, talked about, you know, God always being there for us. God always being our strength. Yes, yes. Um, and so sharing that, um, just to give people a little bit of encouragement. I mean, I mean, God, we're just coming out of the thickness of COVID and then now there's this variant this and variant that. And so right, I right. feel like we are a people full of so much information, but are no more wise than we were before COVID. Mm. Isn't that crazy mm. that these last year we've been given so much info on this and on that and politics and da da. Yes. we are none the wiser. So we're, we're a generation filled with a bunch of information that we're not really using or implementing so to, this, to move forward or grow. The scripture with that is... Got to have a Bring it out, bring it out, bring it out. Open the book. It says that you're always learning, but never able to come into the knowledge of the truth. Mm. We got so much information now. We're always learning. Yeah. But it seems we can never come into the knowledge of the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, do you think society is any further along now with all of the advances with technology and right. uh, access to info 24 by 7 and mm -hmm. uh, 
So, uh, but it's good though. I keep you you were talking about what was going on with the community. How did they receive the misfits? Oh God, because it was had, an outside event. It was an outside event, so we had a we. I mean, we had probably I think it was like ten or eleven people, so a lot more than I anticipated for yes. the first one. Um, you never know how these things are going to go. You know, one here, two there. But I told myself in the beginning um, that we weren't going to play a numbers game. Like we weren't okay. going to be focused on it. That yes, the more people that come, I believe the more value that I can you know yeah. bring to you know at scale, right? Like back in the day you had to knock on people's doors to tell them about Jesus. Right. Now yeah. you put out one post, one tweet, one video, one TikTok, and you know, tens of thousands or millions of people see it. So of course you want numbers just because you want your impact to be greater. But I told myself that it even if only one person showed up, that person was coming there for something. Right. You know, um, and so, you know, it, we were all outside. We were just sharing with one another, sharing stories. Um, yeah. uh, and then, you know, we just listened to a few songs because I think music is so powerful. I know we've talked about this a lot, especially yes. Andy and I, um, just how impactful music can be. It can take you to a place that maybe on your own you wouldn't have realized. It's like art. When you see good art, you're not just trying to look at it from your perspective. You also try to look at it from the artist's perspective. Okay, which brings us into the chat for today. <laughs> Encouragement. Uh, Encouragement. But we want to talk about uh, relevancy also mm. across generational lines. You yes. mentioned that earlier. And that's the only reason I brought up the age thing was how can we relate to each other? You know, your, your grandfather and your grandmother and then your mother and your father and then you and then the people that's behind you. Mm -hmm. How does your message go across lines like that? Uh, and we kind of put the word encouragement on the table this morning. Uh, but and that's where we were, you know, this began our birth this morning out of encouragement. What does it mean? What what does the word encouragement mean to you, Cody Canessa Sessa? <laughs> Um, there's no, there's only one S in my last name. So just to clarify, oh, you know, it's, all that it's, other it's about stuff five of y'all, man. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It might be a so, single name, but about five of you. <laughs> encouragement. Um, and I definitely want Andy to speak on this because she brought up a really a great perspective on this. But to me, encouragement has always been, um, drawing out of yourself and into others. So you can't be encouraged by unencouraged people, right? Mm. So first of all, you got to mm, surround again, yourself. Say it again, man. Say that you again. can't be encouraged by unencouraged people. So what are we supposed to do? Cut them off? No, no. Well, what what I'm do? saying is, is that encouragement pours from where there's a bank of it. So okay, that's good. It's it's really good that when you're in these seasons to not draw away from people, to actually be around people that can pour that encouragement into you. So much of our generation loves to draw away from other people. And don't get me wrong, there's a time and a place for that. There are seasons and times where it is good to just get away from people, you know, really meet with God, really just, you know, listen and, and, and not necessarily have to interact or entertain. But what I'm saying is when I need encouragement, it has always come from other people. God uses man, man or woman, uh, God uses man to reach us. And so uh, I've always, when I've had moments where I just don't feel good, God will send this person to just come along in my day and just say the simplest thing. Like, you know, whether it be about something that I'm wearing, whether it be about my smile, whether it be about something they saw, whatever it is. But I, I surround myself with people that are encouraging in the seasons when I need it the most. That's good. That's good. And so, you know, I think encouragement, you have to be around people that already are encouraged. And then there's this natural transition. We talked about right. this, where their encouragement, their sense of confidence and courage all of a sudden pours in you. Like if that person, if I know that King Ricky is going through this season of his life of loss, this season where he's, you know, had some really deep emotions, yet he is somehow encouraged. 
He is somehow every day of his life living with purpose. What more my little problem? Yeah. Not nearly as deep. Knowing, you know, knowing you and knowing what you're going through in your life right now, knowing the loss that you've you've been through, how could I possibly see so much encouragement in him? And all my problem was was, hey, I got some bills due in two weeks. I don't know how right. to take care of right. it. Right. Right. So then all of a sudden this transition happens where it's like, I want what he's got. Yes. And being around you, um, you begin to share how you're encouraged, right? Like, oh my God, I woke up today and I got a parking ticket on my car. Mm. And all of a sudden oh, I went so to call so to go don't, pay. Don't the- be telling all my dirty laundry. <laughs> Bless but God. You went, but you went and you, <laughs> called, to, you called to pay for your ticket. Yes. And all of a sudden the woman on the other line says, hey, listen, you know, I'm sorry that we're having so much difficulty with our system, but we're going to go ahead and take care of this for you. You don't have to pay this ticket. Oh, whoa, 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 time out. It was all because of this Andy like candy girl because we was going right, to right. breakfast and I parked in the, on the green listen. two hours, you know, and I was stayed for four hours. Yeah, we're, we're still we're still working on King Ricky. He needs to stop. Uh, he needs to accept some accountability <laughs> look, look, from himself and stop blaming other people. Look, they get, they, I, I didn't have to pay the ticket. Bless God. I'm blaming God. I'm, I'm acknowledging God. <laughs> so, you know, just a simple story like that. And I was like, right. wow, like, right. you know, even little victories that you celebrate. So that makes so me want to celebrate little. Yeah. Yeah. It made mm-hmm. me want to celebrate little victories. So that was, is encouragement to me is yeah. when you get around other people that have so much courage in them that they don't have a choice but to pour it out. Well, wait a minute, though, Cody. You, you're on a good track right now, but just hold your thought for a minute. But what about if you don't have those people? Because sometimes we get around people, we in like a graveyard yeah. for eight hours, <laughs> ten hours on these, on these jobs and stuff, mm. and these crypts that we go down to and wow. spend our day and stuff, and you might be the only light there. Well, see, and, and then and what? that's the point of faith. Okay. At the end of our humanity, at the end of our capability, therein lies God. Okay. Therein lies a being that is greater, that has created you, that knows your heart, that guess what? When I go off and spend time with God, I don't have mm. to explain what I'm going through. Okay, guess good. what? That's he kind of already knows. When I got to talk to Andy about my problems, first thing I got to do is tell her about my problem. Mm. So number one, now my mind is more focused on the problem than on the solution. Yes. But secondly, I have to now almost invite her into my brokenness, invite her into my sullen nature, invite her into my problem. Whereas God is saying, if you would have invited me from the beginning, yes, you would have already had that's that good. encouragement. So I think that that's where that lies. So again, there's a time and place for it. But if you're that person that seems to just, like you said, at work, there's no one there um, at, you know, in your relationship, there's no one there trying to make it work like you. It just seems right. like you're the only right. one trying to make this thing work. Yes. Well, at the end of my capability and wisdom and understanding or the lack thereof, that's where God starts. So there is an end then. Yeah. You have to acknowledge that the way it is now is not going to be like that always. Yeah. Uh, come on, and like, can you say something, girl? Say <laughs> well, something. I feel like that limit, it's also really variable because it also is dependent on the person's energy for that day. You have, everyone's got their high energy, low energy. You know, if they've got a lot going on that day, they may not be as in tune to everyone else because they're, you know, humans are inherently selfish. And, you know, it takes a big person to acknowledge that and then to kind of dismantle that selfishness and then, you know, use that outer energy and like put yourself out there and yeah. um, share that encouragement or that joy. Um, what are you saying? Wait a minute. You're using some words and you introducing <laughs> some new stuff got here. A lot of you know, syllables yeah, you introducing the energy stuff. What is that? Talk, talk to that for a minute. When you say energy, what are you saying? Everyone has their own energy. Um, and there's not necessarily like a, a good or bad spectrum, but you mean, I mean, I use vibes okay. as a well, non, go ahead, go ahead. non-ironic See. way. Like you, you, when you meet someone, 
can't, okay, let's relate it to animals because that's like the biggest, um, I don't know, the one people talk about the most. Like when you have like a, like you're walking down the street and someone's dog just starts barking at somebody, you know, th- that dog's reading something about that person. It's like, why, mm-hmm. th- why are you choosing that person to bark at? Like what's what up with those energies? Um, and humans oh, are, yeah, and, and animals are actually really in, in tune to those things. Like they can read like, mm-hmm. like weather energies and stuff. So in relating to humans, um, sometimes we aren't as in tune to those energies because we're not in tune to our own energy. So mm-hmm. it takes like a self joyful or self encouraged person to go out and do these things, um, right. and relating energy to other people and interacting. Um, so, w- what would you say when you find yourself in like a low energy state, or how do you how do you pick yourself up, or what do you do to kind of turn things around because I'm following you with the energy thing now mm-hmm. because I, I know in my own life sometimes is uh, the uh, charge or the boost or that get up and go get it is it seems like it's not there then other times it's like man I can't hardly contain it you know so what do you do when you have those seasons of like you own your tank is on E how do you replenish that um, and that's when you rely on the community around you it's like when you know when someone has less you have more and then when times shift then you they can then give to you what you gave to them and it's not it's not keeping track of you know like keeping score because i hate that and i hate when people do that because that's that's still then in that selfish state when you're trying to like you know well i gave you this so you need to give me that it should you should be giving um without any strings attached because you know that they'll come back to you where's where's that truth bomb sound effect you got where's where's that truth bomb it's a Oh, Go ahead, on girl. Take a bow with the energy explanation. Uh, so it, it's good. It's good though. It, it's uh, it sounds like uh, it's a lot of things that's happening outside, and you're looking for verbiage to describe what's going on the insides. You know, because uh, we're we're inside driven. When I say inside, that's where your strength comes from. You know, yeah. my help comes from uh, uh, getting help from from the Lord inside. He had to strengthen me on the insides. And I think that there's this huge wave of people understanding that, right? Like all these new verbiage, these new phraseologies that we're okay. coming up with, okay. self-care, um, you know, self-confidence. Like people are realizing if you spend your whole life looking for external sources, you will be disappointed for the rest of your life. Yes. If I wait to get validation from Andy that my outfit looks dope, Maybe her energy that day doesn't have the ability to to say, hey, I already don't feel good about my outfit. I'm excuse certainly me, not going to say nice. Can you explain dope for 50 okay. and over? <laughs> so Dope. I'm thinking not, you're rolling up nope, a marijuana. Nope, nope, you nope. got dope stuff. And, uh, nothing rolled. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> put on the spot fly fly, <laughs> fly. that's verbiage My stuff outfit. generational yeah. verbiage though mm-hmm. for, generational okay. keep, keep talking yeah. so you know maybe she doesn't have it in her like she said uh, that day that she doesn't even feel good about her outfit how's she gonna say you know something nice about mine right yes. and yes. so although you know I normally expect it from her if one day she doesn't have it now all of a sudden I'm disappointed like yo she ain't saying nothing about my new my new kicks my new shirt my yes. new this or that it's so easy to get caught up in that too like I've caught myself you know, I'm feeling myself like I'm really excited about an outfit, and then my partner like doesn't say anything. And I was like, well, dang, what, mm-hmm. what was the point of me looking? I was like, well, like no, like I'm looking good for myself. Yeah. And then you know, we talked about it later, and like you found out, like there's something going on with them, and then we talked about that. So uh, it's definitely 
you know, you got to be in tune to the people. You can't just be in your own little bubble. And yeah. once you realize that extension of energy and how that impacts other people. Yeah. And uh, once you make that transition to understanding that it's not an external source now, now the external sources become encouragement. Yes. If I'm already uh, feeling good because I feel good, then yeah. when she says something and she's like, yo, Cody, that outfit is so fly. Now I'm even more encouraged because I'm like, I already felt good about it. Yes. I already felt good about the fact that, hey, you know, I was a little nervous about opening this business. I was a little scared because I put every penny that I had. And then when my community came and backed me. Yes. And they said, hey, you're the best piercer around. Hey, this is the best experience. You've got right. the best jewelry. I already knew that because I knew that God had this vision for me to be able to offer something to my community. And all that was, was even more encouragement. Okay. So whether it be business, whether it be in your relationship, if, if you wait for people to like your picture on, on Facebook and that validates, it will be a minute. <laughs> <laughs> be a minute. There will be people that scroll on your page that never like a single thing, but always be in your business wanting mm. to know what's going on. Yeah. And so, you know, I've, I've realized that there were times where I gave myself to some of these organizations and institutions and, and companies and groups, whatever, you know, you're a part of. And I was gung ho. I was ready. I was there and nobody understood what I was trying to do. Yeah. But I still kept pressing because I knew God wanted me to do these Good. things. Good. Um, Good. And so that's the transition there is when you stop trying to look at external sources for your strength, for your validation, for your, hey, you do need to move forward. You're going to be waiting a long time. So and you also attract those energies too. Like once you are in tune to that and you are following your own beat, people that are also in tune to that and are also on their own beat and are in tune to people who are also like that you attract, like how we ended up all together. If people saw the picture of the three of us sitting at this table, they'd be like, how do any of those three? Y'all please leave me out of y'all analogies. (laughs) You are the analogy. (laughs) It's beautiful though. Beautiful, beautiful picture. And as far as uh, we all have something to offer, we all have something that we bring to the table. Yes. You know, and you don't have to wait until you all load it up and you all uh, dope or you all fly or whatever. I, I take it when you when you ain't doped up. You yeah. know, I take it when you got chance to wrap a hat on, you know, uh, <laughs> so, inside joke, inside yeah. joke. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but you're but, right wait, that wait. like there are so many people. And, and again, this is why misfits is so important to me. There are so many people who feel like they're not worthy to sit at the same table. Yeah. Right that they see this picture online or they see the the highlight reel of Instagram and they think, man, I'm not there. I'm not going to start an Instagram. I'm not going to share my message. I'm not going to share the fact that I've lost 120 pounds by just feeling good about myself, by understanding my value and just eating better so that I could get to a point in my life where I'm healthier. Right, da, da, da. Right. I, I can't do that. I don't want to start that business. I'm not there. I don't want to get into a relationship. I'm still a little broken. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And down. they close so up on all me, these. You're taking me too fast now. But the, you, 120 they pounds. Listen, I'm talking. I'm we talking about a young lady who. <laughs> no, I listen. That's dope. <laughs> uh, but wait, that's good. I'm following you. Is, I'm following. The point being is, so many people are frozen. Yes, they don't move forward because they frozen think that's for them. Yeah, that's for them, not for me. They did that, but I could never do that, and so they feel like they can't sit at the table. And what they don't realize is. There are some people that from the waist up sitting at the table looking like they got a three-piece suit on, but from the waist down, they got these holy jeans yeah. and socks well, with holes in them. But, but talk, talk to all this for a minute. appearance, what you put yourself out there as. Yeah. Talk to this for a minute because we, we back to the uh, uh, generational thing now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk to some people that's in past 40s and in past 50s, mm. and they're struggling. They're struggling because it's like life has passed them by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you know, speak speak to it with from from the misfit uh, yeah. misfit perspective. We we talk about this a lot. Uh, one of the things that I like to remind people of is the promise that God has for us that our best days are always ahead of us. Never behind us. Say that again, man. Say that Our again. Best days talk, that's for me right are there. Always Look, y'all, ahead y'all of just us. part of the conversation. That's for me again right there. And my best days are in front of me. Yeah. And and if you hold on to that promise yes. and that understanding that again, if you have a level of faith that just understands who God is, because so many people think faith is what you've done. What have I done in my past? Where have I grown? Where have I not grown? How many times have I fallen? How many times have I picked my up? Yeah, exactly. That faith becomes nothing more than, um, okay, well, how many times have I fallen? How many times have I picked myself back up? But really faith is understanding who God made you to be. And so if you just understand, all right, okay, if there is a God out there and he loves me enough to always want better for me, then he's never going to allow better to be behind you. That's good. Right? As a parent. When you, when Novita came to you and said, Hey dad, I need a new bike. And you didn't say, Hey, but that old bike is doing just fine. It's still got two wheels. It's still got two handlebars. But what she said is dad, I'm too big for that bike. It no longer holds the, the weight of where I'm at in my life. I can't, I can't have a kindergartner's bike when I'm, you know, 17 years old. You would never say, but that was the most expensive bike at the time. Mm -hmm. That was the best bike that was out. You would say, okay, you know what? You're right. You're in a different season in your life. You're in a different place. You have a different need. Maybe you need to go faster. Maybe you need a bike that goes further. Yes. And people get so stuck on that old bike that they don't see the bike right in front of them. They don't see okay. that, hey, God is opening this door because they're stuck in that rear view. You not know, only, so not generationally. Not only the bike, but the person. Mm. That sister need to go get a job where she can help <laughs> buy a new bike. Can you hear Fair me? enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But I, I love, I love but, the example, though, because now you can go faster. Yes. You can go farther. Mm-hmm. But you got a, the, you the got a little jukebox on the front, the whatever. The scripture is faith, because you said it. Faith is right now. Mm. It's not what happened yesterday or it's not what is going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Faith is now faith is. Mm-hmm. That's what the scripture say. Now faith is. Right now. This is faith. Yep. Our best years, our best times we looking at it right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two weeks ago, you had no idea how to even do a podcast. We had one conversation <laughs> about what mechanics it. it would take to get there. And three days later, you had everything we needed, showed up on my doorstep and said, hey, we're going to start this podcast today. But faith is now. We weren't yes. worried about past. The other thing, too, that traps us is past victories. So many people, they have one hit music-wise, and yes. they just sit on that one hit forever. I'm going to make millies off of this. And then that hit gets old, and then what? They ain't got no music to keep their career going. Oh, I had that one really great relationship. So until I see another person that can bring that same value to my life, I'm not going to date nobody. And that's why we keep working on ourselves so that you can you can be prepared for those changes and not be stagnant. I feel like that when you get older, you get you do get stuck. Um, and that's not... Ouch! And, and like, and wow! <laughs> Say that again, man. Say that again. Back up, because you didn't hit a whole generation. Yeah. Now, you just hit me right upside the head. Man. <laughs> come on, come on. Explain. Explain yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, I'm following you. I'm following yeah. your concept. Because, uh, I mean, that's something like when you when you observe like younger children, they're so resilient because they're so like, okay, yeah, that's fine. You, yes. you knock me down, get back up. And when we get older, we know we, we think because we're older, because we have our wisdom, because we have our life experiences that, you know, like, and that we're seasoned that, mm-hmm. you know, nothing can hurt us. And then when it does, we're like, oh no. And that like sticks you down. Yes. And you have to find that resilience in yourself, that youth, because you don't, you don't lose that inner child. Whereas as, as we grow older, 
if anything, you need to work on the inner child even more to deal with all the stuff. So in our what's past. the word for that? Relevancy. Relevancy. Relevancy is I got to get back up again. Mm. Okay, so I, I said it. I'm 61. And that happened when I was 31. Why am I still holding on to stuff that when I was 21 uh, and can't let it go? I mean, and it, there, there is no timeline. Like you, you, it might well take you, you know, yes. your entire lifetime to work through, through some of those things, but it's acknowledging them is the big, like the first step with anything yeah. and realizing, you know, where you're at and humbling yourself because you can't think that you're on top of the world and have all these problems because no one is better than anyone That's good. to start That's there. Good. And everyone's got their own issues. Um, and it's how you show them and how you deal with them that really shows you can, you can your talk resiliency about, talk, about, talk about your own life right now don't be putting me okay. up in there okay, oh, okay. everyone so like talk own about life. your All own right, life in my own life um <laughs> i mean now i consider myself to be a radiant light in people's lives and that's uh mm-hmm. what i try to be is try to be a positive influence and you know live by my truth and then the truth comes to other people um but you know that doesn't reflect what I went through when I was younger, when I was seventeen, when I was fifteen, and I was at a really low low in my life. And okay, um, but like you, you but you don't it. see that when you look at me. And I don't try to you know play a victim card because I know that my experience isn't any more dismal or any more upsetting than someone else's. That's because good. you know That's everyone good. has their own battles that they that they deal. Uh, with. Excuse me, uh, Andy, like Candy, did you sneak up in here with a brand new tattoo today? <laughs> I did. Oh, Lord, I just spotted it, man. What's up with that? Tell the story. I've oh, seen some man. red up and down your arm. I know you had one or two tattoos and stuff. Uh, excuse me, listening audience. Yeah. A tattoo is when you get some ink put on your arm and stuff. <laughs> man, it's there forever. <laughs> Talk about what, what have you done here? Um, so I, I'm working on uh, two different arm sleeves. On my right arm, I'm doing death, and on the left arm, I'm doing life. Um, and so I just added to my, my death uh, sleeve, which is all skeletal stuff. And so it's a, a tribute to Salvador Dali, um, an incredible artist. It's pomegranate, or a bee chasing a pomegranate uh, dream sequence. That's the, the base of it. And that's, so it's got a pomegranate in red. So that's what he's going off about. Let me I'm just say, warn people, she has the pomegranate in the ditch of her elbow, which is one of the most painful spots on oh. the entire arm. So we know she has some real courage. Yes, <laughs> she has some courage for... Uh, you know, just to speak about a tattoo on a microphone and stuff where uh, people don't understand. I mean, the older generation, why are you painting up your body like that? So listen, come on, talk to the best way I can describe that. Cause people ask me that all the time. Why older people, elders, elders in the church, people just older out and about. And I tell people it's no different than you putting artwork on the walls of your house. People say, Oh, God didn't create your body that way. And you didn't buy that house that way, but you decided that you wanted to share either a story, a passion, you wanted to share a, share a moment, like a picture of you and your family. You wanted to share something that no matter who walks through your house, you almost want them to ask you a question about it. Hey, where's, where did you guys uh, take this picture? And what does this you know picture of this lake mean to you? Well, the difference is you put it on your walls. We put it on our skin. Well, we yeah. being it's, this lady looking at me on your hand right now yeah. for... Uh, See, I don't know what's going on yet. Picture Y'all can't see. On my uh, podcast, you can't see Cody's right hand. She got a, what is that? Talk, it's talk my mother. A mother. I'm stuck with her for life, for real now. Her eyes looking at me. I don't care where I sit at. Look like them ladies, that lady's eyes follow me. But, you know, and, and, and that's the other thing. When we talk about generational, until they had that conversation with me, it never clicked. Yeah. There yeah. was no relevancy to them. They just yeah. saw yeah. all this ink and thought, Back in the day, which is what it was, you know, tattoos were a rebellious thing. They were a shock value thing. They didn't, you know, back 
you know, in early days, Norwegian it was, Norwegian. yeah. Well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, what does the scriptures got to say about you tattooing up your body? Come on, let's <laughs> talk for a minute. Do not mark your body for the dead. Ain't oh, none of my tattoos oh, oh, Testament. are, yeah, none uh, of my tattoos are um, a part of the pagan worship of what those, of what those scriptures it, were talking is about. Is it keeping so, you out of heaven? That's what <laughs> I want to know. Uh, no, I believe uh, that if anything, it draws me closer uh, to Jesus in understanding that um, my story, I carry my story with me. That's exactly right. what her sleeves are, right? So is and what it's what my, my all I want it. to say is I'm gonna love you regardless. <laughs> I just want to have a conversation. Yeah. You know, for for some people we can't even have a conversation mm. without being so judgmental. Because I can see your uh, art on your house mm-hmm. is on your face, exactly. it's on your arms. It's, I can see it, right? And here's the other thing too: at your house, you have to invite people in before yeah. they can view. So you've almost vetted people. Ain't nobody gonna let strangers in their house, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's it's safe to put artwork on your on your walls because the people that you've invited into your home, you trust that they're not gonna hurt you. Right. The difference in courage in, in Andy and I wearing our artwork on our sleeves is everywhere that we go, people now have an opportunity to speak about us before they even get to know so us. Why, and so why well, I can't have some words then? If you, you got the art, I'm, I'm Well, that's I'm, my I'm, point. I mean, that's welcome, but it's also, you have to be respectful and, and not be judgmental because then you yeah. you see it and you're you like, close oh. off communication. Yeah, and like the, the thing is, like a lot of, like one, you don't have to have a tattoo that means something that's, you know, if you want to put art on your body, you do it. But like for me, they do mean a lot and, and they carry my story. And even though I'm 22, uh, I have a story that, I find worth sharing something that it's made me into who I am. And so um, you get to know me better when you can see, cause I, I've, I've drawn all my tattoos. So you get to see what I've done and, and what, where my life has taken me and how I've expressed that. And, you know, in relation to the, the art analogy and in, in your house, like sometimes you don't even want anyone to come into your house and like you, yeah. you right. might just be sitting there alone with your art. And for me and putting myself out there, it's not, I'm not seeking the attention, but I am, you know, acknowledging that, you know, I'm a safe place if someone sees, you know, um, a Medusa tattoo. That's a symbol for a lot of women that the, that, that person's a safe person. It's like a safe house. And, you know, you could have that maybe as like a pin on your backpack or something, but you want to be obvious about it. You want to show that, you know, you are this messenger for this whatever. Um, okay, so we just get to a place where uh, uh, you've accepted, you've accepted that uh, this is my body. Uh, I just want you to acknowledge that God gave it to you. And that's all yeah. I'm saying yeah. that, uh, uh, and respecting it, you're respecting it. Yeah. Uh, and we can have a conversation about it because I'm not your judge. I am not your judge. I don't have no judgment for you. Yeah. All I got is conversation. And and that's the you point know. is the conversation. Uh, in fact, some of my tattoos I've gotten for that exact reason. So for example, yeah. the forgiven, um, the script over my eyebrow. Above her eyeball. <laughs> of all people have asked me of all the words in the English yes. language of all the words you could have put on your uh, you could have put on your face. Why forgiven? Yes. Well, instantly, I, there's an, an an opportunity for me to share the story of what Christ has done in my life, of how Jesus has turned me around from all the mistakes that I made, that I used to wear on my shoulders, that I used to keep in my heart. I've been forgiven of those things. I don't have to feel the pressure of those failures, the pressure of those regrets, right? All right. those are gone. And so, you know, for me, I'm, you know, like, like she said, not that you necessarily, you know, some of mine I do. I literally got to invite people to ask me about them. 
of all places, why on your face? Well, what's the first thing people look at when they look at you? Your face. So, and so, you know, the point is, is and, and especially just bringing in the whole faith thing to, right. to get to the generational relevancy, uh, when people ask, you know, tattoos are not something you should, you know, get or whatever. I tell them everything in my life glorifies God. So ever since I've made a commitment to follow Jesus in a greater way, I've not gotten any tattoos other than things that glorify him ways to share a part of my life and my story that gives him the honor and the glory, not myself. I don't have dollar bills that tell my look, I earned a lot yeah. of money. All of my tattoos since that commitment have been to well, somehow find a way to glorify God. Share way better than anyone else's too. So like mm -hmm. if, you know, you choose, you'd use tattoos, you use your art expression. Some people use money. Some people use, you know, their clothes. Some people mm. use other things. So like your vehicle of doing that is not any better or worse than someone else's. And I feel like that judgment sometimes sets in from the old generations because they have this, the stigmatized bias on what that uh, means to them, me. but it doesn't matter. I don't think you else. like older people. <laughs> I know. What is your <laughs> stigma? It's n there's no, <laughs> she's speaking on the topic. I'm speaking on the topic of the judgment that I face I every day from large. my own family um, who don't understand. And it's, you know, you can only explain yourself for so much and realize that, you know, they're not going to accept it. And that's just going to be how, how it is. But. Okay. So, uh, Andy, like Candy and Cody, question to the both of you. When you leave these physical bodies, and you go home to be with the Lord, absent from his body, is present with the Lord. Do you think in your own brain that you're going to have tattoos then? Oh, if we're talking about the afterlife, we might need another podcast episode. <laughs> that's a, wow. As Pastor Bill would say, that's a whole nother message. Well, you know what? Uh, podcast audience, write that down. We will be back for the afterlife <laughs> message. Can't hardly wait. I think that just like with anything, the money doesn't go with you. Uh, the words that you said doesn't go with you. The things that you own don't go with you. The things that leave with you are, is the impact that you left behind, the encouragement you gave in people, the way that you loved, the way that you gave. What is your that energy. called? What is that called? Your legacy. Your legacy. Your legacy is what, what you bring with you. What kind of legacy are you leaving for those behind you? Yeah. That's why we do what we do, to touch other people. Uh, it's going to be a day when it won't be a King Ricky here on the earth no more. Oh, man, it's going to be some stories to be told. Because... You make sure uh, of that. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it, it means something to just grab a hold of people yeah. uh, and to try to add value to their lives. That's what I'm about every day. How can I add value to your life? I don't care what kind of markings you got and chance to wrap a cap and... Your mama's looking at me and stuff. You know, I speak to it, but the conversation don't stop there. Yeah. Because I know that it's some good down in there somewhere. I'm just going to have to dig till we get to good. It's like the, the gold rush. I'm going to dig. I'm prospecting. Yeah. I think uh, this phrase keeps kind of coming in my mind is to celebrate differences. Yes. I think that the moment that we learn as a generation, whether it be the 22-year-old here to my right, me at 36, you in your 60s, not giving no date of births. Um, I think that when we <laughs> celebrate our differences, no as opposed to being either feel, fearful of them or judgmental of them, I think that's when that gap between all of us comes a little bit closer. Um, and by celebrating differences, I don't mean uh, in uh, being like, yay, we disagree. I mean, 
in saying, hey, you have a one way that you've lived your life. I've lived my life very differently and she's lived her life. But we can all agree that love is beautiful. We can all agree that caring and sharing and giving to others is beautiful. We can all agree, uh, you know, feelings matter. Like all these different things. Yes. But we look at them from different perspectives based on how we've experienced life. Okay. And so once we celebrate the fact that, hey, we can have a deeper conversation than somebody who literally lived my same exact life. Why? Yes. Because there's really nothing to discuss. Oh, you grew up in the Philippines and you had to pump your own well water to take a shower when you were younger? Me too. Okay. Oh, you know, you had to, you know, uh, trust in, you know, a, a family member taking you to a different place before you could live a better life? Oh, me too. Oh, you had people judge you about your tattoos? Oh, me too. They become very surface level, right? Like, oh, we can agree that we both live very similarly, but we can't grow from one another. Okay. Because there is no... Uh, transference. So what does the growth come from? Different people in your life. You can't be surrounded by the same people because you're then going to be the same person. Okay. Whoa, whoa. Slow down. Slow down. Slow, slow down. Because you're talking. You're talking handy like candy real fast right now. So, what brought us together? Oh, let's go another level here. Let's take it into a little deeper. Well, what brought us together? Okay. So, I had a daughter. Still got a daughter. Her name was Novita. She was 24, and she transitioned home to, to, to be with the Lord. So she dancing right now. Oh, dancing. Dancing, in the, singing, organizing yeah. some musicals. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, part of the legacy was, I'm asking, how can I stay connected? Because at 24, that was her whole lifetime. You know, we're thinking we're going 60 and 70 and all of this. So uh, uh, part of the legacy is try to stay connected through the microphone. Uh, and that's why I'm loving this. Uh, uh, so, and I like can, I really appreciate you. We, uh, 40, 41 minutes now y'all, uh, uh, we got to move to a different topic because <laughs> I think I didn't start, you know, uh, digging in a little too deep right now. Uh, we're going to pick up another topic. Oh, no, uh, no, we're not, we're not, we're going to, we're going to wait, wait one second. Oh, come on, Cause I have to say, <laughs> she got a whole notebook over here. I was, I was trying to hurry up before she got to this notebook. So we getting ready to go somewhere now. What, what's on your heart? No, well, I mean, the, the connection with Navita is the legacy of the people that she touched and interacted with. And then, um, I mean, it, it was through through her that obviously we ended up meeting and ended up getting a phone call from Ricky saying, come over to the house. And I was like, oh boy, what am I getting myself into? Because, <laughs> um, yeah, again, like the age difference, I was, you know, intimidated because I was the youth that was hanging out with his daughter all the time. We didn't interact a whole lot. Like I was in your house, but, you know, said hi and was kind. But, you know, we're not sitting down having conversations. But you I ate mean, my food. You <laughs> ate my food. You drank my water. You know, um, hello, I, hello. Would, I would be making the food and you know, be bringing you know, it. You Thank know. you. <laughs> but, no, I mean, and it, I mean, as, as much as the the painful loss has been hitting us in different ways, like it's it's still brought in this new this new thing and this new relationship and it, it showcases that transference of energy that, you know, you know, I spent my time with Navita and now I spend my time with you. I'm still in the same space and I still get to honor her, but now I also get to have a relationship with someone that I would not have had. Like I, now we see each other every Thursday and my life is way better for it. And I really appreciate that. Oh, wow. That's deep, man. That's deep for, I kind of like you too. <laughs> I kind of like you too. But, he likes uh, me. Hey, likes so, uh, me. Uh, but it's a misfit. It's a misfit because, as Cody was saying, is we all got brokenness. We all got areas of our lives that, you know, we try to put out there that's so well put together. Mm -hmm. But you got holes in your holy. Mm. 
you got holes in it where you hurt him. And you surround yourself with people because uh, they have the ability to add value. You know, uh, and I believe that's the way God made it. When we shut ourselves off or when we don't allow, you know, what is it? What 20 TV going to tell me? She ain't, she ain't even got all the blonde out of her baby hair yet. Uh, and, uh, you know, what is a 30-something-year-old going to tell me? These sneakers I got on are 37 years old. Uh, and uh, But you, you come to value your input. Y'all got some good ideas about stuff. Guy can't shut neither one of you up. Cody, especially, you need like two stoppers for her. And, uh, <laughs> we're, we're just going to keep that pot calm, the kettle black. Uh, uh, in the kitchen. Uh, in the please, kitchen. please edit that. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that, um, you know, more than anything, when you surround yourself by other people that also seek what you seek, right? Um, you know, when you see someone in the grocery store and they're shopping and they got their little kids, you're like, you know, it, there's this relevancy of anyone who goes to this place is trying to provide for their family, trying to cook a meal. And so you'll have people that are complete strangers just talking in the middle of the aisle about what kind of powdered sugar they use or what kind of this that they use, because there's this commonality of, I have a need, which is to feed someone, my family or entertain people or whatever. And then you begin to build these relationships. Well, that's what misfits is. You've got people who say, listen, I've tried this life thing on my own. I've tried to do it without anybody else's help, self-made this. And, you know, I'm good with being single all by myself. And I'm good at trying to make this business without having and needing connections or, or, or capital or this or that. And we realize life is, you could probably do it, but life is a thousand times harder mm-hmm. when you try to do it alone then when you get around other people that, again, we talk about encouragement. Again, we talk about relevancy. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I just heard that. Say it again, man. Life is a thousand times harder harder. when you try to do it yourself. Uh, Could we get there? Could just enough will, enough discipline, enough just hard grunt work, could we get there? A hundred percent. Would agape be what it is now when I've only been open for two years, if I tried to do it on my own without God, without my community, without the connections that I've built over the last few years, without the knowledge I've accumulated. No, it would not be what is it, or it would take significantly longer to get to where I'm at. And so misfits is a place that says, you know, I'm dealing with a loss. I've lost so many family members and friends and everything through this COVID. I lost my relationship. I lost my job, all this loss, all this brokenness. And then you get around other people that have also suffered in that way. And number one, there's that feeling of, oh, me too. I'm not alone. I'm not the only person who feels like, you know, this grief, this brokenness, this hurt, this feeling of how am I going to get out of this pit? You know, when Joseph was in the pit, his own brothers put him there. Sometimes it's our own closest people that put us there. And then we would rather just stay in the pit instead of saying, hey, it's going to be, it's going to be hard to get out of this pit. It's going to take some struggle. It's going to take some, you know. He um, came out, though. He came came out. out. He came out. He came out. Mm, mm, And mm. so, so many people are okay with staying in the pit. Yes. But then imagine if you got around other people. If if when his brothers left, somebody came by with a ladder Mm -hmm. and said, hey, I'm going to help you out of this pit. I just got through the same thing. My brothers left me for dead, too. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they use what was once a hindrance to them to help someone else out of it. And so Misfits is a way to come and meet people and just, you know, share what you're willing to share. Whoa, you ain't gotta share whoa, nothing. slow down, sister. You're taking me fast. Why y'all talking so fast today? <laughs> taking me fast. So do you allow people to step in 
and to help you out of the pit. Oh, come on. Come on, come on. Listen. Testimony right here, because Lord knows this girl, God put this girl on my heart a couple years ago. Ricky, go and tell her we're going to study the scriptures together. We're going to spend some time together. Oh, God. And, and, uh, and I went to her and I approached her and I ain't trying to beat her up or nothing, but I'm going to just tell the truth. So help me God. And she's said, oh, that sounds good, but I ain't ready for that yet. No, let's just yep. put the skip on him. <laughs> I ghosted him. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about truth, I ghosted him. I said, and, and again, I knew that there was value in it, but I knew that I wasn't ready. Well, I knew what that. What makes you ready? Well, well, you know when you're ready. Cause somebody because somebody listening. Listen, if you a full sponge, you can't soak nothing in. That's what I mean by readiness. Say that again. If I am a full sponge, if if you got oh, a sponge, already full. I'm already full. already full. The sponge is already full. Full of what? Full of well, at that time, waste, but water, right? If you got <laughs> waste water, <laughs> waste water. If the sponge is already full, you can't pick up that sponge to go soak up something else. No, what do you got to first you gotta do? Ring it out. Ring it out. You got to so dry out he, the sponge. He, he ringed you out first. Uh, he had to ring me out. I was so full of myself. I was so full of my schedule was full. My, my mind and perception of life was full. I knew that I had a need, but I didn't realize it was to remove before I could replace, right? If my cup is already full of whatever it's full of, soda or tea or something, and you try to pour fresh water, which I know I need because I've been drinking a little too many Dr. Peppers lately. I got to pour out that soda before I can allow Okay. You to fill me with water. So that's what I meant by ready. It's not a place. It's not a time. It's not an instance. It's not a closure. So many people get trapped in that closure word. My God, especially us younger folk. Readiness is simply saying, have I wrung myself of myself before I can, can receive? Can you do that? Can you ring yourself? Really? Is I feel like this you're the only person that can truly do that. You can, you're the only person that can make yourself ready to receive from other people. Like okay, that's good. Only you can make the decision to switch out that soda and to to allow that water in. Only you can make the decision to, you know, remove that person from your life that has been filling mm. you with toxicity, like Woo! for each of them bring in someone else. Okay, so what made you decide to get up, you answer the phone, and you come over to King Ricky House? Mm-hmm. What made you do that? You could have said no. You could have just, no, I can't, I don't, I don't want no part of that. Keep it moving. What made you say yes? You don't know me from John Boone. Daniel Boone, I'm sorry. Daniel <laughs> Boone. <laughs> John Boone. <laughs> Daniel Boone, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What made you decide that? So my point being is right here. How do we go about making them decisions to come and be a part of misfits? How do we make a decision to say, because stuff you experience is not going to stop in one day. Mm-hmm. You still got stuff. So you came anyhow with your stuff, with your sponge called self ringed out, but it's still kind of like wobbly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, to use the example with me coming over here, it's like I, I knew I'd be uncomfortable because I knew, like, you know, I'm coming into the house where I haven't been here since Navita had, mm. had not been in it. So that would brought me a lot of anxiety. But I also knew that coming here would also bring me a lot of relief that we'd get to share and, and talk and start something new and so I had to you know prepare myself for that uncomfortability uncomfortness discomfort discomfort yeah there we go words um too many many many. many. uh prepare for that discomfort but also know that there's going to be comfort after that so you have to you have to muddle through sometimes to get to that that peace or to that that comfort so here's what's beautiful about the sponge (laughs) scenario 
the sponge never stopped being a functional thing. Yes. The sponge had no more or less value, whether it was full or whether it was empty. It was a transition. Yeah. And that's what people don't realize is in your brokenness, in your hurting, in your valley, you are no less valuable than before you fell, before you were broken, before. The difference being is the transition in which. So God uses the very things that we don't want to share, the things that we don't want anybody to know about ourselves, the things that we don't want people to know about us. And we think that it's a hindrance. We think it makes us dirty, that little stain on the shirt. And God says, that's the very thing that I'm going to use to show people what a walk with me looks like. Okay. When you, um, ain't nothing better. Listen, we're going to go back to sneakers for a second. Ain't nothing yeah. better than when I walk by the mall and I see those people in the middle of the mall that they clean the people's sneakers off. It's the guy that ha- does has that little speck on the front. It don't really show me nothing. Man, you making me pay $15 for some solution. It only took off one little dot on the front of his shoe. When I really know the power of that, that solution is when somebody come up, they got shoes and vans in particular, because we know people with vans don't want to take care of nothing. Vans, that dirty van. Judgment. That was a cut at me. Thank you. No. Judgment. I mean, you just happen to be there. Um, but when that guy walks up and he, they used to be white and now they are completely brown and sooty and all, all kinds of dirty. And then when they walk up and I'm coming back from Annie Ann's pretzels, right? And I see that same guy walking around and that one shoe is crazy clean it looks brand new yeah right that is the testament so people think that i'm too dirty no you're the very reason god stopped you're the woman at the well you're the leper by the water you're the misfit that everybody else walked by but you're the one that jesus said i'm gonna use you to show my power that guy that had that little stain on the front of his shoe it didn't really show nobody nothing well Okay, so you just said that, and I just, just popped in my head, man. You know, this whole misfit thing. You know, it sounds like it's got a feminine flavor to it, man. Is it going to be such a thing as a muster fit? <laughs> Wait, listen, broken. Mr. Fit. And that's the other thing is, you know, when you come, listen, you would not expect this group of people to be together. You got everybody from, you know, Mr. Wealthy White Suburbia over here yes. to the person who just happened to be walking by because they had they ran out of their 40 ounce and was going to get another, you know, yes. bottle down by the liquor store right next to the guy who owns a multi-million dollar business, right next to the girl who's, you know, 22, just coming out of high school, about to write a book about, you know, vegan recipes. Like literally yeah. so many walks of life that somehow have a commonality. Our country is so divisive right now, so divided, because people are so focused on what's different instead of finding the common ground. I think we all want a better economy. I think we all want a better social, um, you know, media status. I think we all want a better, you know, way of living. Hey, so let me talk about the two guys walking by. I'm going to get them a drink. Going to get them a drink. Because I just happened to go and join up chariots with them and have a conversation with them. you know, downtown is, is growing and it's coming back, being oh, revitalized. Yes, Beautiful downtown Dover, Delaware. But it's also some people that are struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're getting their carriage through a 40 ounce or they're getting their carriage, they're trying to find it through a pipe. or uh, And it just needs some love. That's it. So King Ricky come up beside and I would have a conversation. What's going on, brothers? What's happening, man? That's- and remember, they interacted with us first. Yes. We're not so, forcing right. this message on people. It's people that are saying, man, yes. there's something going on over there. They heard the music. They heard the people laughing and, and cheering. That's what happened. That's what drew them in. So they interacted with us first. Uh, and then you took the conversation. So you, you, you 
make it sound like uh, Rambo or something. They drew first blood or something, you know. Uh, let me tell you something about this. I don't care how it works. First blood, second blood, third blood. I don't care. Just go in for this, the preemptive. That's the biggest word I'm going to use today. The preemptive strike. I want to go in first. And uh, because uh, when you're passionate about something, you open your mouth and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're passionate about something, I ain't got to twist your arm. Listen, we all understand that because there ain't nothing more passionate than a brand new mom. When somebody gives birth. Yes. For the next at least 18 to 26 months, that is all that they're going to talk about. Okay. But you can't rag on them because that's important to them. That's what yes. they love. And it's the same thing with faith. When you get around real people of faith, real like, people that have decided to authentically and by their own accord to follow Jesus um, in the deepest way possible, there's nothing else I, I could possibly talk about that doesn't correlate to my faith. Okay. And so, but the difference being is, do you genuinely love it? Or are you the Jersey housewife that just sound like you want to take your kid to the soccer game just to snap one picture and then go home? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. It's the same thing with sharing your message and your faith is you get around authentic people, you get around sincere people, or you get around people that just want to sound churchy, that just okay. want to sound like, you know, they, that they what do think you do more with highly those? themselves they ought to. What do you do with those? I just take in what they have to say as far as where they're at, but you can also recognize where the fakeness begins, and that's the area. How that do you, you recognize it? Because you used to be one of them. <laughs> yes. Hello, I'm talking about <laughs> King Ricky now. I'm talking about King Ricky. Oh, look, say it again for the people look, in the back. Say it again for the people in the back. Say used it. to be one of them, so you learn how that all of the little games you play with, with uh, Ooh. you know, all you know. I went to this and identification. I checked in to the church, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, okay, did the church check into you? <laughs> You know, did the scriptures, did the promises check into you? Do, you know, yeah, yeah, when yeah. do you come to a point where uh, you become like one, all in one? Mm. You know, there's no separation of, uh, quote, quote, church and state. Yeah. You know, there's no uh, church life and outside life. It's one life. Mm-hmm. This is the life that I choose to live. Uh, and I walk by faith. Yeah. Uh, so, look, we're getting close here, y'all. We're going to have to go and start bringing this thing in now. So, Andy, like Candy, you come on, give us a closing. I'll close, close one or two minutes, and then Cody have a word or two, and then we're going to get up out of here, man. Because, you know, people ain't going to listen to you for no whole two, three hours, man. Come on, man. I think, like, overall, yes. just being, being truthful to yourself and your authentic self. And if you can honor that within you, that means you can honor it within other people. And so, mm. you know, you value people based off of who they are and not what they can do for you. Um, and that comes in, you know, manifests in many different ways. Okay. And I think good. overall from what we've been saying today is like being authentic and being you and being, you know, who you are and what you stand for and knowing that because a lot of people are kind of lost and don't really know what they stand for to, you know, to, to do some reflecting and thinking about what you, like what your personal needs are, what your needs are for other people, or what your boundaries are, and then communicating those. And it's from there that you can then, move forward in your life with people and um you know that's, that's something that you learn every day you, may, you okay. might have a boundary someplace and then realize oh you know like before I, I i haven't really talked about religion a whole lot with people but in you guys I, I have again and you know it reminds me of the it's you know just because someone is very faithful and i'm not necessarily like that it doesn't mean that i'm any better or worse but you know i i can understand more and i can with us talking about it i can see those relationships between us. Like I, I use my veganism as my faith and we, we make those analogies together and we can see those, those similarities and, you know, we all are different. We're all 
you know, meet people as they are, as you say. And yeah. that is that's good. That's good. Going on. Well, yeah. Thank you for your input today. And uh, uh, y'all go ahead on. Zay, come on, come on, <laughs> y'all. Give, give us some love. Show us some love today. Andy, like candy. Come on, Sister Cody. Come on, talk to Listen, us. Listen, I, can, I can only have us. one, sm- again, just one S. Um, I only have one small thing to expound on, on, on what she just said. Um, that Jesus still died so that she could have a free life just as much as he did for me. The sponge is no different. Yes. It's just a transition. So I believe what I believe. She believes what she believes. But what's beautiful about it is that Jesus didn't decide that we have a better life or a, a different life, a better life with him based on whether we believe in him or not. His faithfulness to us has never been predicated on our faithfulness to him, whether it be with or whether it be without. And that's the beauty of, of misfits is the very people that people think can't be used are the very people that God died for. It's the people who think, oh, I'm the one he's going to use, that he's like, listen, depart from me. I did not know you. That's good. That's good. Right? So, uh, uh, so again, her authenticity and just her ability to come. So thank you for coming on the podcast. We really love and appreciate it. I have a feeling that we're going to have her on more of these. Yes, uh, yes. But definitely thank you for bringing that fresh perspective, that new perspective that maybe some of us who have a different way of living um, – you know, lose sight of. So thank you for that. Well, wonderful. So much. Thank you so much. The words of uh, inspiration podcast. We are checking out. We are moving on. Check in with us next go around. Hope to see you and listen to us. Keep in touch. <laughs>